Be an over-the-counter medicine expert, session two. Welcome to the Access Health Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest, and this week we will be continuing to talk about over-the-counter medicines and which ones you should and should not use on Access Health Radio. Dr. Forrest is a board-certified family physician from Apex. I'm Mike Davis. Thanks for joining us on this Sunday. We'd like to take a moment to acknowledge the companies that support Access Health Radio. Thanks to Marley Drug and Winston-Salem for supporting our show. They mail order generic medications directly to your home with free shipping at costs that are much lower even than the big box pharmacies. You can check them out at MarleyDrug.com. We'd also like to thank We Care Pharmacy of Apex for sponsoring our tip of the week. You can check them out at WeCarePharmacyApex.com. You can also call them at 919-629-6010. And we'd also like to thank Wake Family Eye Care and Dr. Badwan for helping us out with our show. You can check them out at wakefamilyeyecare.com. Dr. Forrest, if people want more information after the show today, perhaps on over-the-counter medications or uh, some other health question, how can they go about getting in touch with you? Uh, After the show, they can listen to an on-demand podcast at wptf.com. They can also check it out at Apple Podcasts under Access Health Radio. If they'd like information about our medical practice in Apex, North Carolina, they can go to acchealth.com or give us a call at 919-363-0190. If they have questions or would like uh, us to answer questions on the show, they can send an email to accesshealthradio at gmail.com. Dr. Forrest, the last time we were together, we covered over-the-counter medications, but there are so many of them, we could only get to about half of the ones that you wanted to talk about. So uh, we have carried over into round two today. Hopefully after this, listeners will be a little less confused about what they should take when it comes to OTCs. Well, Mike, I have frequently had patients ask and also received email questions about which over-the-counter medicines to use, and there really are so many of them out there now. And I'm hoping that after today uh, and after last week's show, people will have a pretty good idea of what they need for sort of each minor illness. And I also, when I give a recommendation, these are my personal preferences. So these are the things that I would use with my own family. And remember, if you did miss the first show last week on over-the-counter medicines, you can go back and listen to that on WPTF.com or Apple Podcasts uh, under Access Health Radio. And in the last episode, we covered things for pain, cold and cough, and fever, to mention a few. Well, let's pick it up from there. I guess the first question would be, does it matter if... It's a brand name or a generic when it comes to over-the-counter medications. I know a lot of people like to use generics these days. Yeah, I think with the assumption that you can find a generic version of an over-the-counter medicine, then I would usually recommend the cheaper generic. And it's so easy now to find the generic name of any medication. All you literally have to do is, you know, go in a search bar on your phone or on the computer and just search generic name of X, whatever the name is, and it'll pop right up. And once you have that generic name, you can compare products and make sure you're getting the active ingredient that you want. But it really does make a big difference in price. Uh, I'd I'd say in many cases, you're talking about four to five times more medicine uh, for the money. Yeah, it, it really does make a difference on your wallet. So Dr. Forrest, 
Let's start off with this one today. What would you recommend over-the-counter for poison ivy? Well, I think, first of all, you want to try to avoid poison ivy. Yes. Remember, remember <laughs> that that resin can get on your clothes. Um, so I've had several patients, you know, sort of come with me with the mystery of they don't know how they got poison ivy. And we sort of retraced their step. And it turns out they came in with their clothes from the yard work and sort of threw them on the foot of their bed. And even though they got a bath and got a shower, washed their hands, those clothes on their bed put the poison ivy resin on their bed. So mm. uh, just remember that, um, you know, if you accidentally pick up or touch some poison ivy, uh, you can also immediately wash the area with soap and water within 30 minutes. And a lot of times that can avoid the rash. However, if you've been, you know, working outside all day, you've been into poison ivy, you can't wash your skin quickly. There's a product out there called Technu, and I'm not sure that there is a generic version of that available, but the Technu, T-E-C-N-U, is over the counter, and you can use it to actually remove the resin from the skin, and it sometimes can actually relieve poison ivy symptoms even after they've started. Um, And also, if you're just trying to help the itch, you know, looking for the highest percentage hydrocortisone you can find over the counter will help the itching, especially if it's on small areas. Um, I'm not a big fan of the calamine lotion. I don't really ever see it doing a whole lot. Uh, And if you do have large areas affected by poison ivy, you may need to see a physician to possibly get some prescription steroids. All right. Thank you, Dr. Forrest. Time now for our Access Health Tip of the Week. Well, when it comes to over-the-counter medications, often the easiest way to find a generic version is just to look right next to the name brand. Pharmacies usually put the brand and generic name medications for the same conditions either right next to each other or below or above the brand name. So all you need to do is look on the back label under active ingredient and make sure it's the same as what's listed on the generic active ingredient label. Sometimes the inactive ingredients will be different due to different colors, dyes, or preservatives but that does not generally affect how well the medicine works. Thanks. That is good advice. And you're right. They're right there, right there next to each other. After the break, Dr. Forrest will go into more detail on his personal guide to over-the-counter medications. You don't want to miss it right here on Access Health Radio. Access Health Radio this week looking at over-the-counter medications. This is episode two. There are so many of them. Dr. Brian Forrest wanted to take an extra show today to make sure we covered some of those and give you his personal recommendations. I'm anxious, Dr. Forrest, to hear what I'm sure listeners are also interested in, what you would recommend for motion sickness. And I ask this specifically for my wife, who definitely gets uh, car sick often. Uh, what's your top recommendation there? Well, and uh, that is that is common. Uh, generally speaking, if you have severe motion sickness, uh, and let's say you know you're going to be on a cruise or you're going to be in a situation where you're going to have severe symptoms, then in those cases, you should probably see about getting something prescription from your physician, uh, like the scopolamine patch. Uh, But having said that, for people that just get motion sickness from, let's say, driving on curvy roads in the mountains or something like that, uh, you know, Dramamine, and the generic name for that is dimenhydrinate, uh, can be effective. 
Now, a lot of times it'll say on the box, it'll advertise as non-drowsy, uh, but I, that's not true. Uh, <laughs> it, it really does make most people a little sleepy. So, you know, you may be able to sort of curb your, your motion sickness, uh, but you might also take a nap. So uh, mm. it also works a lot better with the Dramamine um, and anything for motion sickness. If you sort of get it in your system before your symptoms start rather than once you're already feeling pretty sick. So it's better for prevention. All right. Uh, thank you very much for that. Now, I remember in our last episode, we were talking about over-the-counter medications, Dr. Forrest, and you said your preferred OTC for constipation was Miralax. But there are some other products that are out on the market as well. I'm thinking of Milk of Magnesia. Uh, Senecot is another one. Uh, what about those, and why did you not put those on your preference list? Well, the the really what we call stimulant, uh, sort of strong uh, laxatives are effective, uh, and those would be things like Milk of Magnesia, uh, and Senna or Senecot, but they often will cause a lot of discomfort. Uh, and they can, you know, you could actually get like abdominal cramping and things like that. And they can also be kind of unpredictable and harsh. And sometimes that's not something you want to be particularly unpredictable. Hmm. Um, the same, same is true for Senna. So, um, it's also not something that people really should use on a regular basis, uh, and should only be used rarely if, if something happens. Uh, and that's why I recommended the Miralax. And uh, one thing that we didn't talk about last time, but it's also very effective, are called sugar alcohols. Now, they're not actually alcohol, but they're a type of sugar that uh, your body can't absorb. And one of the common ones is sorbitol. Uh, these are even used as non-sugar sweeteners, uh, sometimes in things like sugarless gum or sugar-free candy. Mm -hmm. um, but they can cause a sudden and significant laxative effect at high doses. This is typically, you know, if I was taking care of a patient in the hospital and they had a real bad problem and the nurse called and said, you know, we've got to get this patient moving, um, this is the kind of thing we could use. But it could literally be a sudden and sort of explosive. So, uh Beyond using the medication of sugar alcohols, you also have to be careful about eating excess amounts of sugar-free candy uh, or chewing lots of gum. I've actually known patients that would eat a lot of sugarless gum, like they chew a whole pack, and there would be enough sorbitol in there to actually give them sort of a sudden and unpleasant laxative effect. So uh, keep an eye on those things. They're, they usually end in tall. It's things like uh, sorbitol in particular. Uh, is very common. Um, and if you're ever at a candy store and they have a section of sugar-free candy, understand typically that candy also uses those sugar alcohols. And so if you eat too much of that, you may run into a problem. Yes, a sudden and unpleasant problem. Yes. yes. <laughs> All right, we've gone to the uh, inside. Let's go back to the outside for a minute, Dr. Forrest. What about over-the-counter medications for skin? Again, now we talked about poison ivy. What about for things just like uh, cuts or different rashes or stings? Yeah, it seems that you know every patient I see uh, just – thinks that they can put triple antibiotic ointment on everything they have happen to their skin. And so the first recommendation is stop doing that. Uh, the triple antibiotic ointment or what's called neosporin is not what we would prefer. 
Um, it has a component called neomycin that can actually cause a rash very similar to poison ivy type reactions. Hmm. So instead, if you have a minor cut or scrape, what you want to do is pick up the box right next to the neosporin or triple antibiotic ointment at the pharmacy called polysporin. And it usually says right on the box, it'll say number one preferred by doctors. And this is the reason why it's uh, just as effective, but it doesn't have that neomycin in there. So it can't cause that problem. Um, and it doesn't, it's important to understand that things like polysporin, the antibiotic ointments don't cure infections, uh, but it can, it can help prevent an infection when it's applied to a clean cut or scrape. Um, now for rashes, uh, the go-to over the counter is hydrocortisone and you want to find the highest percentage you can over the counter. Usually Cordae 10 is the best thing you can find over the counter. Um, and, uh, it will help the itch. Uh, but if the rash turns out to be from fungus or what people would call ringworm, then sometimes the hydrocortisone will actually make it worse. So, uh, you know, if you're treating it or you think it might be ringworm, or if it gets worse with hydrocortisone, you definitely need to see a physician. Um, and for those people who have chronic skin conditions like eczema, which we also call atopic dermatitis, it's really hard to beat Eucerin cream. Uh, it's a very thick cream, but uh, works really well to keep the skin moisture in, especially if you apply it right after bathing and you know maybe one more time per day. And for people with stings, uh, like bee stings, jello jackets, those kind of things, there are a lot of uh, products that have topical anesthetics that will help, um, but part of what needs to happen is to stop that histamine reaction as soon as you can. So, uh, and these are things you take by mouth. So, if you get stung by a bee uh, or yellow jacket or whatever, you want to stop that reaction. And the older antihistamines like Benadryl, which is also known as diphenhydramine, can help those a lot, especially if you take it really fast. Um, and usually after one day, I recommend switching to a non-sedating antihistamine like Claritin after something like that. All right. Thanks, Dr. Forrest. Dr. Forrest is going to summarize our key information about over-the-counter drugs straight ahead. Also, our Access Health Radio's Trivia of the Week is on the docket. This is Access Health Radio. I'm Mike Davis and Dr. Brian Forrest, board-certified family physician from Apex, North Carolina. We come to you each Sunday afternoon on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. Time now, Dr. Forrest, for our Access Health Trivia of the Week. You know, uh, Tylenol or acetaminophen is a commonly used and generally safe over-the-counter medication. However, it can easily be overdosed and even cause permanent liver failure or death when it's taken at too high of a dose. And in one year, about 80,000 people end up going to the emergency room just due to Tylenol overdoses. So it is something you have to watch out for. I had no idea. Well, number one, I didn't know it was that dangerous for an overdose. And I really, I never thought about people overdosing from it. Wow. Well, the problem with it, Mike, is that, uh, you know, it's supposed to be two every four hours. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people will think, well, what's one more pill? And they'll do three every three hours. Mm -hmm. And that effectively doubles the dose. And it's, uh, you know, it's very safe if you follow the instructions. But if you go just a little bit over, it is very easy to overdose on Tylenol. 
And unfortunately, once you do that, it is permanent liver damage. Mm. Okay. Well, thanks for that advice. Dr. Forrest, I want to switch gears for a moment and ask you about sleep. I know a lot of people have trouble getting to sleep or maybe staying asleep, which is sometimes my problem. Will anything over the counter help for that? Well, first and foremost, uh, good sleep requires more than just medicine. We call it sleep hygiene. And that basically means being on a regular schedule, like going to bed and getting up at the same time every day, having a cool, uh, very dark room with some white noise like a fan, uh, avoiding eating exercise or caffeine within several hours of bed. All those things help. And then also stay away from blue light. Uh, I even had a little blue light on my DVR, uh, and that blue light was keeping me awake, and I put a little piece of black electrical tape over it. So blue light in particular tends to wake you up. Mm-hmm. Uh, having said that, sleep hygiene is important. Uh, but diphenhydramine, which is the active ingredient in Tylenol PM, it's also the active ingredient in Benadryl and in Unisom and many others, is commonly used to help sort of mild insomnia. Um, now, it can cause dry mouth. It can make people feel slightly groggy the next day. Um, and it also can cause some confusion and make falls more likely in elderly patients. Um, but you know, two of those, uh, Benadryl 25 milligrams or diphenhydramines are effective in many people and they actually work better. There's sort of been a melatonin craze lately. And, uh, you know, this honestly works better than the melatonin. Melatonin is really only useful for resetting your body clock. You know, if you're a shift worker and you have to sort of get your sleep cycle reset, melatonin is good for that. You know, after you've traveled and you've got jet lag, like a from a five hour different time zone. Mm -hmm. Melatonin is good to help that. But in terms of just getting you to sleep on an everyday basis, melatonin is really not that good and probably the most effective thing over the counter, although it does have some, some uh, side effects uh, is something with this diphenhydramine in it um, like Tylenol PM. Probably the cheapest way to do that is just to get generic Benadryl um, and take two of those. Uh, and the emptier your stomach is, the better uh, things like that will work to help get you to sleep. Very good. Dr. Forrest, what are the keys that you'd like for our listeners to take away from today's show? Well, first, you know, check with your doctor to make sure if you're going to be taking over-the-counter medications that there's not any that you specifically need to avoid, maybe because of other medicines you take. Uh, second, avoid combination products that treat multiple symptoms you really want to use specific treatments for specific problems. And lastly, with most over-the-counter products other than Tylenol or allergy medicine, if you find yourself having to use them on a regular basis, uh, then you really should check with your doctor to make sure you don't need some prescription treatment or further diagnosis. Well, thank you very much, Doc. This has been a very informative show, but that's all the time we have for today. Our scripture this week is from Luke 531. Those who are well do not need a physician, but those who are sick. Thanks again for listening to the Access Health Show, and we look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, God bless your health.